We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR injury law help me if I'm hit by a driver with no insurance? Yes. How about if not enough insurance? Yep. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612-TSR-TIME. It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number five now. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we're going to talk football on the podcast, and we're going to do that with Golden Gopher quarterback Tanner Morgan. He's one of our favorites. As we talk football, it's the perfect time to kick off our new presenting sponsor of the Go Gopher Podcast, Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Our thanks to the great folks there. They're big Gopher fans, and if you're buying or selling a business, Business, you want to visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. I'm super excited about the partnership with the great folks at Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast. We've had some good ones and they're in the hopper now. A reminder, it's absolutely free for you to subscribe and free to listen at any time. This week, we talked to the Golden Gopher quarterback. Tanner Morgan, he'll embark on his sixth season with the Maroon and Gold in 2022. Before we do that, I want to talk about our new sponsor. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors or True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Quarterback Tanner Morgan will join us after this on the Go Gopher podcast. Hey Gopher fans, this is your State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. We are super excited to be part of the new Mike Grimm show on Talk North. For the year of 2022, we will be donating $10 to the University of Minnesota Children's Masonics Hospital for everyone that calls our office or checks in with us online and mentions that they heard about us on Talk North and the Mike Grimm show. We are really excited again that Mike came on board with Talk North. You can reach us at 763-421-4900. You can find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Again, 763-421-4900. Or find us on the web at champlininsurance.com. Roll the boat, Sky Yuma, go Gophers. We are now joined by the Golden Gopher quarterback, Tanner Morgan. And uh, first of all, good to see you. Yeah, it's always great to see you, Grimmy. And it's always good to talk football. There's never not a good time to talk football. So I'm excited about this. This is episode five of our Go Go for podcast. We've talked a lot of basketball uh, throughout the first handful, as you might guess, because it's basketball season. But um, there's never a, a, a bad time to talk football. I 100% agree with you. <laughs> so what have you been doing to keep yourself busy uh, since you got the nice bowl win in Phoenix? Uh, I know you have a new offensive coordinator, but he's not totally new because he's old uh, again. I guess the old saying, what's old again is new again. And how has that been? Kind of take us through what's uh, what's happened since late December for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, you know, after uh, after the bowl game, got a little time off, um, you know, for the guys to kind of reset and get ready for this, uh, 2022 year. Um, and, you know, we came back and the guys have really been uh, working really hard in the weight room, out on the field, uh, in the classroom, film study, all that kind of stuff. 
um, which has been awesome. And just focusing on little details and what habits are going to help us uh, get to those deep, you know, get to, you know, eventually where, where we want to get to next year and, um, you know, December, January. Um, and yeah, Coach Strzok, uh coming back is awesome. Uh, it's It's been really a pleasure to be able to, you know, be able to just sit in meetings um, and uh, kind of learn new stuff, continue to, to dig up old stuff that we used to do maybe, um, you know, philosophy, different, different terms, um, ways to, to think about new things, ways to think about, uh, you know, to talk about, you know, coverages, protections and, and things like that, uh, you know, of defenses being able to, you know, in January, January and, and February, that kind of pre-spring ball time is very important and it's vital uh, to the learning process and the growth process of not only individuals, but uh, especially as a team. Um, to really put yourself in the best situation to take a big step in spring ball. Um, and then eventually the summer is the same kind of thing, same catalyst for, for fall camp, even at a higher level because uh, the season's uh, even closer. But uh, just being able to be in those meetings uh, and being able to be out back on the field with the guys, you know, running around and stuff, you know, obviously with coaches can't, can't go out there with, uh, you know, footballs and all the kinds of, those kinds of different rules. But uh, just seeing the guys that are, are wanting to work and put in the, the effort um, and just, you know, the energy that that's in the weight room every day uh, and around the building is, is really awesome to see. Yeah. And, and certainly that's, I guess the strength staff is the one part of the staff that you really guys can see here in the off season and certainly in the summer as well. Um, how much can you do though, with just meeting with coaches? Uh, I know they can't go run a practice per se in the indoor or anything, but can you, uh, at your leisure, just go, uh, you know, sit down with the offensive coordinator and, 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 and go over film or go over plays or what have you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we have scheduled meetings uh, every week uh, that are on our schedule. And then you know, there's obviously different times where you can you know, go in there and ask questions, um, you know, ask about different things, uh, which is, you know, um, an awesome opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, throughout our, our meetings that we've had this whole winter, um, since, really since we come back in January, uh, just been absolutely awesome. You know, we've had team meetings as well every week to be able to um, – kind of portray a vision for us and uh, be able to get back in the team and uh, coach flight in front of the whole team is obviously always electric and um, it's really awesome. And, and, you know, we're excited for, you know, the opportunity every day to be able to get better uh, and to be able to, to get 1% better. And um, I think it's been a really uh, awesome growth opportunity the past couple of weeks. Coach Fleck mentioned when Kirk Shiraka, um accepted the job to come back, they met, I think they were out recruiting and they met somewhere. Um, and he said it was like, uh, it was like there was a, you know, no time had expired from between the time coach left to when he got back and that um, he just said, yeah, let's get in the car and, and we'll go see this kid. I forget who, who they were going to see, but was it, is it similar to you that all of a sudden you sit down with your playbook and start talking and it's like time stood still for a minute? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, you know, because uh, Coach Rock is somebody that I've always um, – I've known him for a long time now, uh, going back into high school, which is a long time ago <laughs> for me. Um, but it's someone that uh, I've always really valued and respected his relationship um, and his advice, not even not even with just football. Um, just, you know, his, his outlook on life as well is something uh, that I've always valued and respected. Um, and when he got back, just being able to 
to talk about stuff like that. And, and more importantly to talk about football stuff, uh, I really just started clicking right away. Um, and it was, uh, it's pretty special. And, uh, I'm excited to, you know, every meeting, every opportunity you get to be around that guy is, is, uh, really a blessing. Cause he's, uh, one of the best in the business, uh, in my opinion, the knowledge that he's gained over his years is, um, really remarkable. So every opportunity you get to kind of, uh, pick up a little nugget here or there, you got to take it and, uh, be able to run with it. And, uh, cause he's, you know, in my opinion, one of the smartest, um, coaches in the country, uh, because he works really hard at what he does and he has for a really long time. Are you feeling too maybe that you're back in a comfort zone that you that you find yourself in? And that's not to say that there's any approaches that are right or wrong and and anything like that. But this is kind of the guy that 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 uh, you know nursed you along, so to speak, as a mm-hmm. freshman on the scout team, all the way up into being an all conference quarterback. So is there some comfort now, maybe that you that 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 you're back to that maybe with you know just change in general sometimes gets you out of your comfort zone that that now maybe you're back in it. Yeah, it's definitely a comfortable place, um, but it's comfortable in the sense of you know you're going to be pushed every single day. Um, you know that the standard is extremely high, uh, and it always has been and always will be. And uh, with Coach Taraki, he's going to hold that standard to a really high level. Um, and it's it's very comfortable too because it's you know the way that I was trained um, mentally uh, as a quarterback, uh, dating back you know to 2017. Uh, but he, he has a very high standard, um, you know, with details and all those kinds of things. And uh, it's comfortable, but it's not a, uh, a complacent comfortable, if that makes sense. You know right. that uh, you got to be on your details to make sure that um, that the whole picture works together. Um, the quarterback position is a huge part of that. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've watched him conduct practice. There's times where he definitely will get on the quarterback, right? So this, it's not like, hey, this is awesome all the time in the sense that you're comfortable and and he's not going to try to get you on edge sometime to to get better, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, he coaches every little thing always. Um, you know, whether the play worked in practice, uh, but if, if, if in his mind it was a, a lucky thing, you're going to get coached in, in the meeting or out on the field. Um, and, you know, he coaches every detail, every little aspect of it. You know, what was the coverage on this? And he's always um, making your mind work every day uh, in those meetings out on the field so that when you get out into the game, uh, it's way more comfortable and you know what you've done and you've done it so many times that it just becomes second nature. Um, but, yeah, he's, he coaches uh, everybody really hard and all those little details, uh, again, are, are things that he always looks out for. So you are back for a sixth season. Take us through the decision, because you certainly could have had options. You could have tried pro football. I mean, with the portal now, you and actually you, have, you're, you could have been a grad transfer too. You could have said, hey, I'm going to go try some other place. Um, what, take me through the decision as to uh, why you chose, hey, I'm, I'm staying here with the, with the maroon and gold, and this is uh, the right decision for me. Yeah, I think uh, for me it, it – boiled down to something you know pretty easily and, and pretty simple um and the the first thing is you know do you love to play football uh and the easy answer to that was yes and to me the second question was um there's no other place to do it than here uh and you know for the university of minnesota for these coaches for these play, for the, the players that i've uh you know developed these great relationships with um and you know there's only there's no guarantees in life uh, and I knew if there was 
one guarantee that I could play football for one more year. Uh, why not do it? And there was no other question of, of where I was going to be. Uh, it was going to be in the maroon and gold uh, in the road of culture. And uh, I'm honored. And, and, you know, I didn't think I'd be in college for six years, Grimmy. Uh, just being <laughs> honest, if you asked me that a couple of years ago. Um, but I think God works everything out and, and, and weird timing sometimes. Maybe not the, the way you would have drawn it up when I was a, a 17-year-old freshman. I probably wouldn't have drawn up six years. Yeah. Uh, but I'm honored uh, to be a part of this program and be a part of this university uh, you know, for one more year as a student, student athlete, but really for the rest of my life, too. Um, you know, I'll forever, forever will uh, be a golden gopher and that's something that I uh, will pride myself on for the rest of my life. Well, and I can tell you, too, coming from the other side now, I'm on the other side of that. I'm over 50 now. I turned 50 uh, last year, so I'm 51 now. And um, I, I, have, I I think about this. I'm like, yeah, uh, if, if you could go back to college, uh, you would do it. I mean, that is one of the best parts of your life. My son's a senior in college right now as well, and I always tell him, hey, there's no rush into getting into real life. I mean, yes, you want to be a taskmaster, and you want to get good grades, and you want to do all those things, but by the same token, uh, you know, there's other things in real life that that hit you that uh, uh, college uh, is a breeze at times. So I, I, I agree. I, I say, hey, six years is great, and you you know, there's some guys I, uh, that had seven years. Uh, last year, we had uh, Mike Adu Treadway on the field, who was, who was his seventh year of college, and I tell my cap. I mean, there's guys and and women my age that would be like, yeah, if I could go back, I'd go six years. Uh, you know, why not? I mean, it's an enjoyable part. It's meaningful people that you're around. So, yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I mean, no question. It's People always say it's, you know, the greatest time of your life. Um, and I think just looking at the relationships that you get to build, uh, especially you know, being a student athlete here at this university, being a part of our culture, a part of our program, it's pretty special uh, when you look at it, not only with, you're not talking about just players and coaches, you're talking about, you know, all kinds of people, you know, being able to, to talk to you, um, you know, it's something I cherish, being able to talk to all the different people you, you know, are able to interact with on a, you know, weekly or monthly basis, you know, on a daily basis in the building. Uh, it's really special and it's something that, um, you know, I'll cherish in this last year, uh, of being student athlete here at the U, and and when you're a student athlete, let's face it too, in the in the real world, uh, you have it such that you can you're, you're going to school. Like some kids may say, I'd love to go back a sixth year, but I've got to you know fork over forty grand to do that. Where as a student athlete, mm-hmm. you know you're 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 going to end up right with a master's degree before the start of this coming season, which is incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah, I will, I'll graduate with my sports management MED uh, this summer and. You know, being able to, to leave college with two degrees and uh, not be in debt, uh, again, is, you know, a blessing of being a, a student athlete that uh, is on scholarship. Um, you know, and sometimes I really, to be honest with you, don't uh, think about how much debt I could potentially be in right now if, you know, if I wasn't on scholarship and start to think about it. Uh, it's a lot of money. Um, talking about friends who are, you know, I went to high school with, whatever, that are having to pay their student debt off. And it's like, man, well, uh, I'm very thankful to be in the position I am uh, to, you know, graduate and, and not be in any debt of that sort. So it's definitely a, a blessing, and uh, I'm thankful for for all the classes that I've been in, and uh, to be able to leave with this master's uh, degree in sports management will be pretty cool. 
At the same time, the work you guys put in uh, and play in front of big crowds that produce revenue and all that stuff, it's clearly, um, you know, you're earning. It's not as if it's just a gift. I mean, this is a, you know, you're earning your side of the deal as well. And some, you know, and we won't get into that on this podcast. Someday we could in terms of, you know, should athletes be paid and all that. And I know there's a name, image, and likeness that, that you've been able to crack into a little bit as well. But um, it, it, it's, a, it's a two-way street. Uh, you're obviously giving the school, uh, you know, your best years as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, again, again, it's a mutual relationship. Um, you know, you grow up and you want to play in those big environments and these big universities, uh, and they're able to provide that for you. Um, and you know, for us at the U there's uh, so many resources that we have now. Um, it's remarkable from, you know, sports psychology, uh, to recovery stuff in our facility, you know, just walk through our facility. It's uh, immaculate really. Um, and you have so many resources that, um, you know, it's, it's clear to see that, that the administration and university really cares about the student athletes, not only from a performance standpoint, but from a, a mental health standpoint as well, which is uh, vital. Um, and so again, it's, it, again, like I said, it's a mutual relationship, uh, and being able to be a part of this university is uh, something you have to cherish and be thankful for because, um, there's a lot of elite people, uh, from top to bottom in it. And you, of course, now in year six, have uh, uh, some guys that you came into school with that also have chosen to come back. I'm thinking of Chris Altman-Bell, Muhammad Ibrahim, John Michael Schmitz. Am I forgetting some folks in there, too? But those three are, are three of the bigger ones, obviously, and they're uh, you know uh, an important piece to what could be a very good offense this fall. Uh, how cool is it that, that you guys are – and look, there were circumstances with COVID and different injuries and different things that have kind of led you all to have this sixth year together, but um, – how cool is it that, that uh, you guys get to have that last year, that last hurrah and kind of relish in that a bit? Yeah, it's really special. Um, you know, there's no questions of, uh, you know, are, are you coming back? Are you going to do this or, or do that anymore? It's really, you know, we got one more ride together, um, one more chance to, to be a part of this team. And, um, you know, if we're going to do it, you know, let's do it right. Um, let's do it the way that we want to do it and be the best leaders we can be for these guys so that, you know, 10 years down the road, five years down the road, Minnesota has, um, you know, a standard of the way they do it. Um, and, you know, the row of the boat culture, um, holding things to a really high standard and um, only continue to get better and better each year and year uh, as you look to the, you know, foreseeable, foreseeable future. Uh, but to be able to play with those guys one more time, go through winter workouts, all this kind of stuff again is, is a, is a blessing, you know, with John Axel, Axel, um, yeah, good point. Um, and you know Mo and and all those guys, and then you know we you know brought in Chuck, you know Michigan transfer who's also in his sixth year, um, you know who's played a lot of big time ball in his day. Um, so it's it's really cool. Um, again, like I said, you probably wouldn't draw it up for either of us if we if we were you know freshmen in 2017 thinking you know four or five years there was no six year. The only six year was you know Rodney Smith, and that's because he had you know, a red shirt and then the ACL uh, with his medical red shirt. But again, it's really cool to be able to do that. Uh, you know, we got to see guys that came in together um, and played six years last year, go out, um, you know, with Sam, Co, Connor, uh, Coney, you know, a large list of guys. And so for us to do it is special and something that we cherish and uh, understand it's an incredible opportunity that um, 
you know, there's a lot of responsibility to as well. Can you explain to people what it's like to be in a locker room that's tight like you guys have and that's been around for a while? And look, mm-hmm. even in real world, you know, people work in, and, and might have, you know, some of their best friends that they work with. And, and you, you kind of are going through that here at the college level because it is work and it is fun. But what what's what can you explain kind of what that's like to, to be going through this, uh, what you're going through as a football player with, with the same general group of guys through this six-year stretch yeah uh, of course I think you know it all starts uh, in the locker room um, you know there's discussions about anything and everything in there um, from actually football to certain plays that happened you know maybe three four years ago um, to you know everyday life that that happens um, it's a special thing but again I think what's special is that kind of stuff starts in there, but then it, it branches out, right? So it branches out to when you leave the facility and, you know, you're hanging out with guys you know, on Thursday night doing whatever, playing cards or hanging out, playing Xbox, um, you know, getting extra work in together on a Saturday morning, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it all starts in the locker room, but the bonds are built, you know, everywhere in your life, I think, throughout uh, being a student athlete. And that's what's really special uh, when you have a close team. Because uh, you want to be around the guys, you want to be around um, not just one, two, or three, three of your teammates, but you want to be around everybody. And I think that's what makes us really special. And um, you know, being a, being a part of that is special too. Yeah, and and you get to experience it, and you think you mentioned plays, and I think of some of the plays over the years, and and obviously people remember some of the big ones, but um, I remember the uh, was it third and thirty with your yeah. like, what the three yard line, and you you get some of it, and then you convert on fourth, and then you move down, and Tyler Johnson scores a touchdown, and my hunch is that you know whenever there's reunions or whatever, and you guys get together someplace here on campus or or wherever it might be, um, that those are some things that you guys will talk about. It might not always be. Um, oh, remember when we beat Penn State, which of course is a huge, great memory, but it might be mm-hmm. uh, you beat Georgia Southern in that crazy ending. Or it might be, hey, remember when we all went out to eat at the Chinese restaurant that day and whatever, right? Right. Yeah, or, or it could be a moment in practice that nobody on the outside <laughs> saw, but maybe you and just a couple of teammates or you know, a moment in winter workouts. Uh, and that's what's cool. Is there's, you've lived so many moments that um, you have the opportunity to, to – to share those with a lot of people. As you um, are the quarterback, that puts you kind of in in the spotlight, maybe more than anybody else on the team outside of the head the head coach, right? Um, how do you handle um, and how do you maintain uh, both when things are going well and everyone says you're the greatest guy since sliced bread and you're going to be a, an NFL quarterback, and then sometimes we all have bad days. When the day doesn't go great, the quarterback gets looked at, and um, you know you probably don't want to look at Twitter maybe on that day. Um, yeah. h- how, do you, how do you manage all that stuff as the leader of the team and as the quarterback? Yeah, I think um... – you know, for one, I've lived both. Uh, I've, I've lived both ends of that uh, in my career. I've had a lot of really highs uh, and I've had lows too. Um, and I think for me, one, it's the knowledge of, you know, social media is, you know, anybody can say anything they want on there. So it's not, if you're, if you're drawing your worth from there, for one, just everyday life, I think too, uh, if you draw your worth from social media, you're going to compare yourself to a lot of other people do all kinds of different things. But for two, you know, especially for a student athlete, you know, you're in this position. If you 
draw your performance worth or even your self-worth really from those apps, it's not going to be a sustainable uh, thing. And I think for me, that's where, you know, my, my faith comes in, um, which again, like it's not always easy. Um, but that's where it comes in of knowing, uh, for one, who I am, uh, whose I am, uh, and where I'm rooted. Um, that's where, that's where it starts. Um, but again, yeah, like you have to, to know why you're doing it, uh, and who you do it for. Uh, cause I, I promise you, nobody's harder on, on themselves than me. Uh, nobody's watching the film, you know, if, if things don't go right, you know, being harder on themselves than me. And, you know, that's kind of, uh, the way it goes, you know, and, and I, I do believe, you know, fans and, you know, have a right to, to not be happy when things don't go well. So, uh, trust me, if that's the way it is, my frustrations are right there with you. Um, but again, I think it all goes down to, uh, where are you drawing your worth from, uh, and who are you doing it for? And in relation to that, I think, you know, the, the social media stuff gets, uh, it can get toxic because I think if one person says something, then it becomes easier for, well, if that guy says it, I'm going to say it. Now all of a sudden it be kind of becomes a pile on. And the thing that, that bugs me a little bit about it is because I do understand the frustration, even as sometimes the radio announcer will get frustrated as, oh man, that was this, or that was this. I get that. And I make mistakes and call the guy the wrong name and I get mad at myself. But I think where I, I think the line has to sometimes get drawn is the idea that um, I think people almost treat it like it's a video game, like you like, like they're, you guys are robots as opposed to human beings and young human beings. It isn't, you know, uh, a situation like that. So um, I, I wish people would be a little bit more uh, it looks some it, the real like the real idiot trolls. Those you can just you know okay fine. I mean those guys are just idiots. They're just trying to fish right. for a reaction. But there are some times where um, you know people that have been supporters sometimes will will jump on you or whoever else it might be the head coach the radio guy whoever and and so then it becomes a different thing. It's like hey it's a human being there. It's not just a robot or a video game character. You and your teammates right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But uh, again, this is part of it. Uh, if you want to play at this level, you're going to have to endure it in, in in some capacity. The greatest, the greatest do. Um, you know, I think of of Kirk Cousins with the Vikings, who's you know put up a lot of fantastic numbers, a lot of great years, and uh, people seem to not like him him too much at times either. Right. Um, and you know, he he produces extremely well, and you know, watching him is is phenomenal. I think, but. Again, like I, like I said, it's part of it. You have to endure it. And I think uh, as an athlete, you just have to know. Um, and sometimes if you know if you do happen to see one of there, you just, just kind of got to laugh at it. Um, uh, but what you can't do is if things go well, you can't be you know, searching your name up, doing stuff like that because – uh, it has to be a consistent action, in my opinion. Yeah, and it can it can have a factor. I think sometimes on your, uh, not you personally, but just the you know you don't you can get beat down by it if all of a sudden you know it's enough. And I also think the other side of it are people. Um, who you love, who see it, right? Your parents or your uh, your 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 siblings or, or good friends, um, and that probably might be because you're you're working hard. Like all you can do is work hard, right? And you just keep working right. hard, and that probably helps you cope with the, if there's a struggle. You know, if you had a bad game or there's a struggle, where um, the other people probably feel a little bit more helpless and probably want to get defensive, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and again, that's. Uh, you know, because they, they, they know a little bit more of what it's like, probably the people that are, are really close to you. Right. Um, and so maybe they do want to stri- strike out or, 
I can't believe this or this happened. But again, it, it really truthfully is the same thing for them. Um, you know, it, you, you can't draw your words from that. Um, you know, even, you know, my fiance, you have, have to have conversation with her, with my mom, you know, uncle, brother, people like that. Um, so you can't really put a lot of stock in it. And you can't be on it too much. Uh, especially when you, uh, um, are getting messages and all kinds of different stuff like that. It's, uh, again, but it, it's just part of it and it's something you have to go through. And, um, uh, if you're doing it for, for that, for your own glory, um, you're not going to go very far in my opinion. Uh, it's about doing it for the guys in the locker room, for that university, for the team. Uh, if that's what drives you, that's really all that, that matters truthfully. How helpful in, in, in the downtimes is it to have your teammates and your mom and your siblings to, to help, you know, pick you up? Cause I know you're a tough guy. You're going to pick yourself up, but you also need a support system too, particularly if you're the quarterback, I suppose. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think, I think that's a, a huge part of it. And I think, um, you know, being able to have those conversations, go through emotions, um, understand what went right, what went wrong, obviously in the, in the good and the bad, but that's just having those relationships in life in general is something to cherish, honestly. And then from that point, uh, on the other side, okay, you have a great game and everyone's patting you on the back. There has to be, I, I know you have to take it in stride, but there also has to be something empowering about that when you get a, hey, we're proud of you, man. Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, obviously when you're, when your teammates, you know, family and uh, coaches uh, say that, but you know, it, it's cool, but it's it's something you can't hang on. Like, Oh, look at me, look what I did. You know, it's uh, that's what films for. There's always going to be things where you can go and learn from it and, and improve from, um, you know, whether you felt like you had the best game in the world, uh, there's always going to be something where you can get better at. Um, and, you know, vice versa, whether it was a bad day, there's always positives. Um, and there's always things to learn from, but there's always going to be something to improve on. Uh, and that's why you watch the film. Uh, and that's why you go attack it each and every day. That's why you come in on Sunday after watch the film, go about, go back out on the field to, to correct those things. There's always going to be corrections. Uh, there's never going to be a game where everything goes perfect. I can promise you, I can literally promise you that. Uh, and that's why you do all that stuff. Well, we, we talk about that support system, and um, it's been well documented, obviously, that you, know, you lost your dad. And just a, just and, and it's interesting because I, I lost my dad in 2019. We, totally different times in our life. You were a college kid, and I can't imagine that. And, you know, I was, I think, I guess I would have been about 49. But like you— uh, you know, my dad was was my best friend. We would call every day if a game was done. They, uh, he and my mom listened to the game, and so they would call. And it, it meant something to have your dad call you and say, "Hey, you sounded great." Or uh, and uh, Gargi and I joke about it sometimes because my dad was very proud, right, of of his kid who's mm-hmm. doing games on the radio. And he he oftentimes would say, "Man, I, I hope they realize how lucky they are to have you." Which is you know whatever. And Gargi <laughs> would Gargi would and now will will tease me with that a little bit, and we have some fun with it. But there is something that's fun about, you know, you only have one dad. Um, and so from that stand and, and, you know, from that standpoint, I'm wondering as you went through a season, um, how that was to, to try to, to get through it. Cause it, 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 it's still to this, I mean, for me, it's now three years later and for you, it's much more recent and you're much younger. And, um, you know, how, how is that to, uh, you know, when you're used to getting that call and I'd pick up the phone and, oh yeah, I can't, you know, and it, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely hard. Uh, you know, it was very weird. Um, 
you know, leading up to games, not being able to, to talk about it. Um, you know, I'll never forget walking out of the stadium for the first time, um, you know, and he wasn't there. It was, you know, uh, it was very different. Uh, it felt very weird. Um, and, you know, and the, I think the times where, you know, felt maybe the most was, uh, you know, when those bad days happened. Um, you know, I, I can think of a couple off the top of my mind. Uh, and I, you didn't have that person there. Uh, that in the past was kind of your um, you know, positive support person after the game. Maybe that, you know, you know, back in the day, if, if I felt like I did terrible and he was like, oh, no, you were great. And in my mind, I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. But it still felt nice. Uh, so I think it is definitely is definitely different. Um, but it makes me thankful for all the, the times that I, I had uh, with him and the moments that we bonded and, and shared over football uh, and especially over go for football is uh, incredibly, uh, you know, means a lot to me. And, uh, you know, one thing I, I did is he always had this, this one hat that he called it his like game hat. And it was actually a hat I gave to him from, um, you know, I got from the facility like a dry fit hat. He put my number on the back of it. And so I'll wear that on like before the game uh, and only before the game, and it just kind of makes me feel like, you know, he's there with me. And I, and I know he is. But, um, again, to have the, the team and the support that I had going through that was incredibly important. And, um, yeah, it, it definitely was different. You know, when you go through a loss like that, um, things aren't going to be the same. Um, you have to navigate through that and feel through that. And um, that's why I'm thankful to be a part of the, the team that, that, you know, that, that was last year and be a part of this team now. And, um you know, again, just think about thinking about the good memories and, and the memories that I had with them uh, makes me really happy. Yeah, there's that. That's that's the thing. You you got you, you have the the memories for sure. Because and and the to me at least personally for me the hard the other hard part was that the world just moves on. Like this is a big deal, um, and of course it's going to move on, right? But um, mm-hmm. now you have a game. Uh, you have birthdays, you have holidays, and it just rolls on. And you're like, man, uh, just there's a void. It's a void. And I, you know, I mean, hey, I love my mom. Uh, she creates joy in a different way. Um, and God forbid, when when you know that's no longer there, that's going to be a horrific thing too. But um, you know, and so everyone has their own thing. So that that to me, for me personally, has been probably the biggest struggle is that the world just moves on. Like the world doesn't yeah. care, and it's important to to you know, just this small group and everybody around the world goes through the same thing at their own level. And all of a sudden you're, you're three years away and you think about it every day, but it, um, it's just, it's just a void there that, that it's hard to, to, uh, you can't, you can't replace it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, uh, unreplaceable. Um, it's a little different and, um, you know, it makes, it definitely does make things different. I think it's, it's very easy to be in that position and, um, you know, always question about why things like that happen. Um, you know, firsthand I can say that. Um, but I think you have to to go back and you know, for me it just looking at it and understanding that, you know, when you go through hard times and go through sufferings, um, you know, that produces a lot of fruit with the way that you handle it. Um, and you know, you might not understand. You might be just trying to survive each and every day. Uh, but you might be giving a lot of people strength by how you handle that, that really tough situation in life. Um, and I think that's kind of important to remember, 
kind of the the big picture of it. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to one day be able to see my dad in heaven and uh, along for that, for that moment, whenever it happens, Man, hopefully you, a long time away, but, yeah, right, you know, right. well, uh, it'll be a fun moment. And, and certainly, you know, he, he is uh, looking down and proud every day so for sure. And, and what a, what a, what a uh, attitude and what a great, uh, th- you know, thought process that you have put into this and in, in, in a situation that, that hasn't, you know, you wouldn't want to go through it and you are, and you're handling it and, and making the best of it and, and trying to make a positive out of it. So uh, that's awesome. And I know he's, uh, he's looking down very proud. Um, let's talk some more football. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, this fall and, uh, and where this offense you think can uh, can get to uh, new offensive coordinator as we said, but you know the old offensive coordinator. Yeah. You've got some six year guys. It looks like you'll have some new guys up front. Not new guys necessarily, you, but new starters up front at some spots, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know some pass catchers that uh, uh, will be uh, relied upon. Take us through your uh, general thoughts on on what this twenty twenty two offense can look like. Uh, you know we've added some guys to the mix that um, have played a lot of big time ball. Um, you know, have experience, have been in, in programs for a long time. Um, you know, so it's going to be fun to see how those guys compete with each other, how that shakes out. Because um, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, play really hard, play with a lot of how. Um, you know, and I'm excited to see those guys, uh, you know, really every day in practice and, and continue to, to you know, work on getting 1% better every day um, and just – being able to, to attack it that way. Then we have a lot of guys, you know, on the outside again that have, you know, obviously you have Chris, you have, you know, Mike Daniel, Dalen, um, you know, guys who have made a lot of plays, um, you know, throughout their, their career and, you know, guys who, you know, are ready for more opportunities uh, and they're working hard and uh, excited to be able to, you know, give them more opportunities, you know, throughout this year and continue to just work on, uh, the little small details of everything, because that's what makes the you know the passing game go. Um, that's what makes everything go. Honestly, um, you know, and obviously our tight ends. You know, we got Brevin. He's been a big part of our offense for the past couple of years, and having him back is huge. Uh, so, uh, really, you know, I feel really good about the guys we have. You know, about our coaches. I think we have phenomenal coaches at every position group. Uh, to be able to go at it together is going to be something that's special, and you know, there's going to be some some obviously tough moments that we have to continue to work through, um, you know, as we continue to grind through uh, this winter, get into spring ball. Uh, but I think we have an opportunity, um, you know, to do something um, that can be really fun with each other. Um, and I think we got a lot of guys that are, are ready and excited for their opportunities. Uh, and that's what makes me really happy and excited uh, to be on this journey with them as well. All right, a couple quick ones. Toughest place you've played football in? Toughest environment? Uh, man, uh, I would say loudest, you know, probably either Nebraska or Iowa. Um, you know, definitely loud places. People who really care about their football teams. I remember playing in Nebraska in 2018, and um, it was so loud you couldn't really, you know, hear um, too far across from the guy. But that's what's fun uh, about playing in the Big Ten and about playing in these stadiums. Yeah, I remember that game. They were zero and six, and I thought, you know, their crowd might turn on them, and that was not happening. That that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that was um, that Most, was that was really the game that you um, you got in there late, right? And uh, and yeah. never never looked back. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, all right. How about um, a player on the other team's defense 
that uh, I'm sure there's guys you have to account for, but maybe a guy that in your time that's like that is the guy that we tried to stay away from the most or we had to keep the most eye on or you were most scared that might make a big play? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think of one right away, uh, you know, Penn State, Michael Parsons. Uh, <laughs> look what he's doing his rookie year. And I think a, kind of an underrated guy that we faced the last couple of years is uh, JoJo Doman at Nebraska. Um who had a phenomenal career, did things really well, really instinctual player. Uh, and then, you know, Purdue with George uh, Karloftis. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal player who's, you know, probably going to be a top, you know, first-round pick uh, in this upcoming NFL draft. But there's been a lot of lot of phenomenal players that I've played against and uh, something that I, again, thankful for. And it, it's, it's what's fun about playing in the Big Ten Conference. You're going to play the best of the best. The, have you been able to make, uh, because now with social media and Big Ten media days and stuff, uh, friends with guys from other teams? And would you consider anybody from another team now like a, a close friend that you stay in touch with quite a bit? Or maybe there's a few? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, the first one that comes to my mind is uh, Sean Clifford, a uh, pretty good friend of mine. Uh, I knew him before college, and uh, I think our relationship has uh, grown as, you know, we've kind of both been in the same uh, journey a little bit, both. Uh, you know, going sixth year here, um, you know, playing quarterback in the Big Ten. So that's someone that I can relate to a little bit and, uh, you know, thankful for his friendship. Did you guys play against each other, like in youth football or something? Did I read that story? Yeah, we did. We played against each other in sixth grade and seventh grade. Yeah, uh, played at for CCH, uh, Cincinnati Christian Hills Academy, CCHA. Uh, in sixth grade, they beat us six to nothing on a hook and ladder. Oof. That's the only. That was the only point. So in seventh grade, we ran it up on him a little bit. So <laughs> fun. Are you um, one of those guys that can remember uh, scores and plays from every game you've played? I can't remember scores. I definitely remember plays and moments. Um, if you ask me scores, I probably don't. Yeah. I, you know, even from this past year, probably couldn't tell you. But I can remember plays and especially plays and big moments. All right, so there's a few plays I want to ask you about. Indiana, you find Rashad Bateman on the bomb that basically uh-huh. wins a game. Now, the, the rumor out there was that uh, Coach Sharaka said to Coach Fleck, hey, we could end the game right here, and they said, yes, let's do it. Have you, yeah. Can you confirm that? Is that really how that unfolded? I'm pretty. I'm like 90% sure that's confirmed, <laughs> uh, which is pretty cool because it was the perfect coverage for that play. They are playing four blitz. Uh, we ran a double move with Bate uh, off of RPO that we'd run the whole game, and it hit big. Bateman's touchdown uh, against Penn State down the sideline where Brooks, I think Shannon Brooks picked up the blitz. Uh-huh. Gave you just that's, a, a very, that's a very memorable one. Yeah. Uh, because it's something that was very noticed against their two-tilt coverage. So they played 2Z tilt and brought two guys, which made it look like a single high, but they actually were playing too high deep. So the free safety was on the boundary hash, and he has to run from the boundary hash and cover the deep half of the field. And Coach Soraka figured out the cue of how he would know it was, and so he called it. And I think it was, and then we hit it barely. That guy almost made a play on it, and Bates scored. But that was a memorable play. Yeah, that was a good one for sure. Um, how about this year? Um, the touchdown to Chris Altman Bell against Wisconsin, which basically gave everyone the ease of feeling that I think the axe is going to stay in Minneapolis. Yeah, it was a play we repped a lot, um, and it actually worked out perfectly. You know, we had the two, um, you know, inside post routes that kind of cleared the safety, and the safety actually ran into the corner, um, 
And you can see he actually he actually was down on the play and actually took a pretty big hit. But it ended up working out perfectly because it ended up being like an indirect pick. And Chris was able to catch it and go run into the end zone with you know pretty much ease. Last one I want to ask you about specific play is, and there we I could ask you about all you know all kinds of them because I I, I enjoy this kind of stuff. But um, you hand off to a, a three hundred and seventy five pound uh, right <laughs> tackle in the bowl game that had to be kind of a, a unique experience. I know that happened in the spring game a few years before, but how happy yeah. were you that the, the big fella got the touchdown? Uh, it was so awesome. Uh, again, again, it was a play we didn't really put in until late bowl prep, uh, and when we got down, you know, I think it was. You know, into that situation, I was like, Simon's going to call it. He's going to call it. He's going to call it. And when we lined up, they called the timeout. Daniel, the whole week, he struggled with being able to line up at what yardage. Uh, so he was just, he just told me, he was like, make sure I'm lined up right. And I was like, I got you. Like, <laughs> just run straight, get the ball, and go in the end zone. Uh, and it was, it was awesome. That was that was very cool. That was great. And the last one I'll ask you is not a play, but I didn't know I didn't know that this that you had this in you. The post game victory cigar after Wisconsin. That that <laughs> I mean that is big time right there. That was beautiful. Yeah, hopefully we have some uh, more cigars and, and some big <laughs> moments in this next year. No doubt. Let's do that. Let's do that. Well, hey, man, I appreciate the time. Episode 5 of the Go Gopher podcast is uh, is great. And you know this, you're one of our all-time favorites. We appreciate it. And uh, can't wait for spring ball. Can't wait for the fall to get here. Yeah, can't wait. Thank you very much for having me on, Jeremy. My thanks to Gopher quarterback Tanner Morgan for joining me on the Go Gopher podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to him as much as I enjoyed talking to him. Our thanks again to our brand new presenting sponsor, Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. So happy to have them on board and a special thank you to U of M grad Brian Slipka, the CEO. The Go Gopher podcast is also brought to you by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts, and please be sure to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast right now. It's absolutely free to listen. We'll talk again next week.